0: Our number is 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. I'll be on Hannity tonight, 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Gee, I wonder what the topic will be. Um, the attack on Donald Trump and Donald Trump's home. There is some misinformation out there that I want to address shortly, but I continue to noodle over this. This is coming out of the U.S. Attorney's Office in Washington in coordination and with the approval of the Attorney General this had to be planned as I told you yesterday for a period of time. Turns out that I was right because I've been in this position before. So would you really send 30 FBI agents into Mar-a-Lago at dawn or just before dawn, would you really do that over the Presidential Records Act claiming there's classified information there that belongs to the federal government? We now have learned more. And more that we've learned includes that there have been negotiations between the president's lawyers and the feds as i suggested there was it took place in june we now learn that donald trump even said a hello to the government lawyers who were at mar a lago with his attorneys and so would you then five six weeks later unleash the fbi As I said on Hannity last night, it's possible, yes, that that's exactly what occurred. They felt like they were being stiffed or that documents were being destroyed based on the really erroneous photos where conclusions are drawn by Maggie Haberman at the New York Times or maybe other information. But I also suggested to you When this first broke this story, and we didn't have a lot of information, just trying to use my knowledge of these sorts of things, that this was more about January 6th, that they were looking for information, and remember all we knew is that the FBI had conducted a raid, and of course the FBI doesn't like to call it a raid because they got a warrant, but nonetheless a raid is a raid whether it's dressed up or not. And they went into all of his offices and his vault. And I said, well, that's kind of weird. This is a fishing expedition. Because all you had to do is issue a subpoena to get the documents you want. Insist that they comply with the subpoena, that is, the Trump lawyers. And if they don't, get a court order enforcing the subpoena. A warrant is a bridge too far. So I'm going to tell you what I think here, that all of the above is taking place, that it does involve the feeling, the belief, the desire by the prosecutors in Washington, the U.S. attorney there and the attorney general, that they want those documents and they don't want to negotiate anymore, which is outrageous, absolutely outrageous. But then we're told they grabbed a bunch of boxes, 15 of them. They went through every office. They went into the vault. They found nothing in the vault. They were, quote, not judicious about what they searched, unquote. That's what Fox is reporting from the government side.
2: So what does that tell
0: you? That this also is a pretext to do a January 6th investigation to try and find whatever they can to link to Trump. Because they don't have anything. There's nothing there to support these three criminal statutes that they keep talking about. Sedition, fraud, and obstruction. They don't have anything that ties Donald Trump to violence on that day. Nothing. Or this committee would have released it. It'd be a banner headline in the New York Slimes of the Washington
3: Compost.
0: And so people are left to speculate. Now the government has said nothing today. The government won't go to the court to unseal the warrant. The warrant is sealed. People say that Trump is free to unseal the warrant on his own. He'd have to go to court to unseal the warrant. Now, what if that warrant includes a discussion, even a brief discussion, of the classified information or documents that the government is seeking? Then clearly Trump cannot release the warrant. He's not even free to redact it on his own. His lawyers aren't. Because he could be exposed to a claim of violating what? The Espionage Act. So people keep saying, "Well, we release the warrant. Release it. Why doesn't Trump release it? Because there are complications. That's why. And sometimes warrants aren't released, or the government can object. But it might be difficult to release it. But there could also be a whole list of these crimes that I've been talking about in the warrant." that the president is not comfortable releasing because a warrant is nothing more than allegations or claims by the federal government in this case without any opposition without any contrary arguments without Donald Trump's lawyers there presented to a, ju- <coughs> a judge excuse me that that issues it The government draws up the warrant, and the the judge either issues it or it doesn't. And he orders its execution. So they can pour everything in the kitchen sink into the warrant. And what's interesting about this judge is he contributed to the Obama campaign, and he contributed to the Jeb Bush primary campaign, both of which obviously indicate his ideology. It's certainly not pro-Trump. He was a prosecutor. He left that office, according to reports, to work on the Jeffrey Epstein defense team. Then he left that team in a circuitous route to become what they call, I guess, a magistrate judge. The magistrate judge is a magistrate who has delegated certain authorities and has some statutory authorities, like a quasi-judge. And one of them is to handle paperwork. And paperwork would include a warrant. So he's the one that signed off on the warrant. I just thought I'd point that out. So you can see the various things going on here. And so I look at this piece. Where the hell did I find this? I'm trying to remember if it was the Hill newspaper or something of that sort. What's in Trump's search warrant? A grab bag of potential federal charges, predicts one expert. Now, this is the way the media reports, of course. They try to pick the experts, but I looked at this. The search warrant that got them inside the waterfront Palm Beach estate of former President Trump may have only been one page long, notes Gene Rossi. For three decades, a federal prosecutor out of Northern Virginia... But the warrant would have authorized FBI agents to seize evidence related to multiple federal statutes, he predicts, well beyond 18 U.S.C. 2071, the mishandling of documents. I want to get to that in a bit because Mark Elias, the slip-and-fall, ambulance-chasing, sleazeball lawyer who has represented Hillary Clinton in the DNC and a lot of this litigation in the run-up to the election— Just to show you what a hack he is and how wrong he was and the libs got all excited and that would include their media, their corrupt media, based on a faulty point that he made. He says, I would be shocked as Rossi to the business insider, I guess, which the hell ran with. They found this so persuasive. The search warrant did not also list the federal statutes for insurrection, sedition and for obstruction. Three charges Trump could potentially face for alleged involvement in the January 6th siege on the Capitol, he says. And maybe others. You got the electors thing, he says, referring to the fake electors scheme, wire fraud, which has been cited. So, in other words, these guys would actually throw the kitchen sink, you know, trespassing, jaywalking, whatever they could find against the former president. Because they're hacks. But when I'm trying to analyze this, I have to put aside the fact of the media that I'm dealing with, the hacks that they cherry-pick, and try and figure this stuff out. So I think there's a kernel, not of truth, but of information in here where he's probably correct. That is that they grabbed all those boxes, they decided to go the warrant route, because a subpoena is not a criminal action. A subpoena is a discovery mechanism. And a subpoena is like, all right, we want the following documents related to the following stuff. We want all documents that have the word confidential on it. We want all documents that have the word secret on it. We, we want all the documents that have eyes only on it. We want all the documents that have that special government cover, at least when I was in the government, With red and white stripes to alert you that this is an urgent document and that it's not for public consumption. We want all of this. We want all of that. Right? You could put that in a subpoena. You could seal a subpoena too. But he didn't go that route. They went the warrant route. And everybody's trying to figure out why. I think I figured out why. Just putting together what some of these radical left prosecutors say. And the nature, and the nature of the, uh, and the and the politicized, corrupt nature of the U.S. Attorney in Washington and the Attorney General and his entire staff—they are being pressured by the base, and they don't have anything on Trump. I've said this over and over again. If they had something on Trump, let's see it. Any direct connection to violence? They have no communications. Nothing. And so they go into Mar-a-Lago and they grab 15 boxes. The same U.S. attorney that's handling January 6th is handling demands by the National Archives because the National Archives is in Washington. So he's handling both. So why not kill two birds with one stone? I think that's what's going on. That's what I think is going on. Time will tell. I'll be right back. Mark in Folks, it's no secret that Americans are more divided than ever, and it's not just over what policies will improve our great country. No, it's over whether America is great at all, whether America deserves our love. That's why Imprimus, Hillsdale's Digest of Liberty, is so important. Imprimus looks at the issues of the day from a constitutional perspective reminding citizens always of our great heritage of liberty for fifty years in primus has featured speeches given at hillsdale events by the smartest conservative thinkers and writers these days hillsdale publishes people like victor davis hansen molly hemingway and chris rufo over six point two million american households and businesses receive in primus absolutely free and i urge you to sign up for it today Absolutely no charge. I always look forward to receiving my copy of Imprimus. My friends at Hillsdale and I want you to have a free subscription as well. To get your free subscription, go to LevinforHillsdale.com right now. L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Now, if you have a warrant that lists all kinds of crimes... That they're investigating. It's not in the interest of the Department of Justice to make that public because they would be accused of what? They'd be accused of conducting the widest possible criminal investigation without any evidence. That is crimes in search of evidence. Rather than the other way around. Right? Right, Mr. Producer? On the other hand, since uh, they can put whatever they want into a search warrant, since they can put whatever they want into a search warrant, it's not in the best interest in this case of Donald Trump to be releasing it either because then people are going to say, particularly in the media, look at this, insurrection and sedition and obstruction and fraud. So it's currently under seal. The way this typically works is if charges are brought, then the warrants or warrant is unsealed. So uh, that's the problem for the Department of Justice. I'm just thinking this through, that you and I would definitely accuse them of Crimes in search of evidence, right? Rather than the other way around. And the media would say Trump, look at this. He's under investigation for insurrection, sedition, obstruction, fraud, and so forth. That would also hurt the Department of Justice. Since they don't have the evidence. And then people would know it's a witch hunt. This is, you know, I'm giving it my best shot here. This is what I think is taking place, ladies and gentlemen. And I want to tell you about a guy named Mark Elias. Mark Elias goes on the Internet. Um, You know, not like Anthony Weiner. He's not exposing himself, but he is exposing his stupidity, quite frankly. He is a legal hitman for the Democrats and for their candidates, and he's been for a long time. And he says, in effect, I paraphrase, he's pointing to 18 United States Code, Section 20071. Now, why is he doing that? And why do the media regurgitate that? Particularly at CNN and MSNBC and the rest of it. And why are they so wrong? I'll explain when we return. To get your free subscription, go to LevinforHillsdale.com right now. L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com.
1: Nobody says it better than Mark Levin. I'll go with what Mark
0: Levin said because nobody could say it better.
1: Call in now at 877-381-3811. You
0: know, I could kick myself yesterday when we had uh, Tim Scott on the program. I literally forgot to ask him about... Murkowski's and his endorsement of Murkowski given all that was going on so uh, when and if he comes back I will ask him about that now regardless of what the government's searching for keep a few things in mind obviously a warrant is drafted by the government and it's drafted by the government without the input or knowledge, in most cases, virtually all cases, of the target. So, obviously, obviously, the government can put whatever it wants to in the warrant, within reason. And if the warrant's released, what do you have? You have the government saying why it wants to conduct a search doesn't mean it has evidence. It means it thinks it can make at least some basic argument for the information. But, you know, regardless of all this, there's no justification for any of this Stalinist crap. None. And you keep hearing, well, there must have been something. A judge approved it. Isn't it amazing the deference that the left gives judges here, like this judge, but how they trash Supreme Court justices. Isn't it amazing? The deference they give to a judge they never heard of before, they know nothing about, and we've learned more and more about his left-wing tendencies. A magistrate judge held up is holier than thou. But Supreme Court justices with whom they disagree are being trashed. They're trashed Would be justices when they're nominated, and they're trashed. Of course, once they're on the court, you don't hear these same news outlets and these same radicals saying, "Hey, look, it's Clarence Thomas or it's Kavanaugh or it's Gorsuch or whomever." And they wouldn't rule this way if they didn't think there was a legitimate basis for it. No, they're corrupt. The court is political. But when it comes to this judge and this warrant, hey, the judge wouldn't do it if he didn't have a basis. Hey, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Nobody's going to break this down like I do because I think about this, study this, search this, noodle over this stuff endlessly. It's how I've gotten where I am. That's how I do what I do. If they had to release this warrant and all these so-called crimes are listed in the warrant, they'd have to prove them at some point. That's what you'd expect. On the other hand, the catch-22 is if they had all kinds of evidence, they probably wouldn't have to issue a warrant, now would they? So this is clearly a fishing expedition. That's why they grab things. That's why, quote, not judicious about what they searched, unquote, coming from the government side according from Fox, that quote. That's what's taking place. Now let's talk for a moment about this US eighteen USC twenty oh seven. And this is how the folks at the Washington Examiner, which of course has written an editorial that could have been written in any radical left publication, just trashing the character of Donald Trump, because they have basically regurgitated everything that comes out of the January 6th committee uh, and have become another voice for that committee. And so they write here. Let's see. Daniel Chayton, deputy news editor. With news of the FBI raiding Mar-a-Lago, Buzz quickly bubbled up Monday evening about whether former President Trump could be disqualified from holding office again. The FBI search of the Florida resort was related to Trump's handling of presidential records, including classified records, he writes. After leaving office, sources told CNN... The search warrant was connected to the National Archives, a senior government official told NBC News. Now, this could also be the government planting information like this, not wanting to talk about a more broader search. Or it could be exactly what they say, but while they're in the building, they can grab whatever they want, pretty much. What's in sight? They can pretty much grab what's in sight. could be his taxes. They could take his taxes if they wanted to. I know, it sounds like real Gestapo stuff. Such reporting had Mark Elias, the top lawyer for Hillary Clinton's 2016 presidential campaign, who's drawn scrutiny for his role in pushing Trump-Russia collusion claims, pointing to U.S. Code Title 18, Section 2071. The media is missing the really, really big reason why the raid today is a potential blockbuster in American politics, Elias said in a tweet. And what is that? The first subsection of this statute says whoever willfully and unlawfully conceals, removes, mutilates, obliterates, or destroys, or attempts to do so, or with the intent to do so, takes and carries away any record, proceeding, map, book, paper, document, or other thing, filed or or deposited with any clerk or officer of any court of the United States, or any public officer with any judicial or public officer of the United States shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than three years of both. But the following passage that says anyone having the custody of any such record, proceeding, map, book, document, paper, blah, 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 shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than three years or both, and shall forfeit his office and be disqualified from holding any office under the United States. This is what Elias highlighted. This is what he highlighted. Then former federal prosecutor Harry Littman, that's why you have to be very, very judicious with these former federal prosecutors, many of whom are quite stupid. Former federal prosecutor Harry Littman argued Elias made a huge point, capitalized and quoted, about the records provision the Justice Department appears to be investigating. Quote, so this could be the whole enchilada in terms of DOJ resolution, he said. Huge point, the records provision they're investigating carries the penalty that someone convicted shall forfeit his office and be disqualified for holding any office under the United States. Really? Convictions under U.S. Code Title 18, Section 2071 were previously debated during the 2016 presidential cycle. After former Attorney General Michael Mukasey argued in 2015 that Hillary Clinton would be disqualified from holding office if convicted. Now, here's the problem. That's completely bogus. Over at Reason, the website Reason, Josh Blackman, who was the first to point this out, and of course he's correct. According to reports, the FBI searched Mar-a-Lago as part of investigation. Several progressive commentators, he writes, gleefully pointed to 18 U.S.C. 2071. If Trump is convicted of violating this statute, can he be disqualified from the presidency? No. He says, my colleague Seth Barrett Tillman wrote, who's a professor Tillman, about this precise issue in 2015 at the time. Former Attorney General Michael Mukasey argued that Hillary could be disqualified from the presidency due to the storage of classified materials on her private email server. But Seth explained that Mukasey's argument doesn't work. Why? Because the Supreme Court has spoken in two cases, Powell versus McCormick and U.S. term limits versus Thornton. Under those cases, Congress and the states cannot, quote, add to the express textual qualifications for House and Senate seats in Article 1. That's why term limits as a matter of statute was thrown out and needed to be passed as an amendment. And that reasoning would seem to apply, obviously, to the qualifications for the presidency in Article 2, and several courts in the Seventh Circuit and elsewhere have reached that conclusion. You can't change the qualifications for the House or the Senate or the presidency. And later on, former Attorney General McKenzie admitted he was wrong. Admitted he was wrong. And back in 2015, Professor Tillman didn't have to make the argument that the president not, is not an office under the United States. And it goes on. <clears throat> so the point is, Mark Elias is an idiot, and so are all the leftists who commented and were celebrating, and were very excited. This does not prevent a president, a House member, a senator, from people seeking those positions. Only the Constitution sets forth the qualifications. It's a little trickier when it gets to the issue of insurrection, Insurrection. The reason they keep bringing up the word insurrection in the context of January 6th, I was the first to explain this, and I've explained it repeatedly, maybe some of the legal analysts on cable will as well, is because of the 14th Amendment, which the Democrats are trying to twist. By the way, Josh Blackman is a constitutional law professor at South Texas College of Law in Houston and an adjunct scholar at the Cato Institute, among other things. All Mark Elias had to do is spend five minutes researching the subject, and he would have known what an idiot he would have been had he posted it. But he posted it anyway. So no. So no. The Documents Matter cannot prevent Donald Trump from running for president. In fact, you want to hear this one? If somebody is indicted and convicted and does some time in jail, you know, like, like if Joe Biden had been properly investigated for the payoffs by foreign governments, once he or she serves the time, they can run for president too. The check on them is you, the voter. I'll be right back. Mark Lupin, Folks, it's no secret that Americans are more divided than ever, and it's not just over what policies will improve our great country. No, it's over whether America is great at all, whether America deserves our love. That's why Imprimus, Hillsdale's Digest of Liberty, is so important. Imprimus looks at the issues of the day from a constitutional perspective reminding citizens always of our great heritage of liberty. For 50 years, In Primus has featured speeches given at Hillsdale events by the smartest conservative thinkers and writers. These days, Hillsdale publishes people like Victor Davis Hanson, Molly Hemingway, and Chris Rufo. Over 6.2 million American households and businesses receive In Primus, absolutely free, and I urge you to sign up for it today. At absolutely no charge. I always look forward to receiving my copy of Imprimus. My friends at Hillsdale and I want you to have a free subscription as well. To get your free subscription, go to LevinforHillsdale.com right now. L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. I just want you to see the extent to which the Democrat Party in control of these levers of power... ...is conducting itself. This is breaking news and exclusive to Fox News that was just handed to me. Republican Representative Scott Perry of Pennsylvania, who I believe is now head of the Freedom Caucus... ...says that the FBI confiscated his cell phone one day after the Mar-a-Lago raid. The confiscation of the congressman's personal phone... ...comes one day after FBI agents searched former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate in Palm Beach, Florida... He said, this morning, while traveling with my family, three FBI agents visited me and seized my cell phone. They made no attempt to contact my lawyer. who would have made arrangements for them to have my phone if that was their wish. I'm outraged, though not surprised the FBI under the direction of Merrick Garland's DOJ would seize the phone of a sitting member of Congress. My phone contains information about my legislative and political activities personal and private discussions with my wife, family, constituents, and friends. None of this is the government's business. Perry asserted in his statement that, as with President Trump last night, DOJ chose this unnecessary and aggressive action instead of simply contacting my attorneys. These kinds of banana republic tactics should concern every citizen. And he's been a target of the Democratic-dominated January 6th House Select Committee, As well what do you think of that America so they raid a president a former president's home is likely to be a president or a candidate for president again they're now raiding the head of the freedom caucuses in effect his information off his private phone and you have to ask yourself This is the slippery slope. When you start criminalizing politics. When you start applying criminal statutes where they have never been applied before. And the Democrats are rooting this, are rooting for this, the media are rooting for this, because they want the Department of Justice under Joe Biden to take out Trump and the Republicans. They want to turn a what is supposed to be a massive midterm victory for the Republicans into a loss. They want to control the presidency for another 4 years after this term. They're suing state legislatures on voting. They're going after Republican members of Congress. They're going after the former president of the United States. Then you look at people's texts, you look at their emails, you look at their phone logs. Then you keep spreading and spreading and widening and widening a criminal <coughs> a criminal investigation of political activities. That is exactly what's taking place here. I told you when this first broke on my show, the raid of Trump's compound, his home. And I tweeted, where's McConnell? Where's Cornyn? Where's Thune? Where's Barrasso? Well, Barrasso has since put out a statement. If Thune put out a statement, I haven't seen it. If Cornyn put out a statement, I haven't seen it. Mitch McConnell has not. He refuses to comment on this. And we have this. Let's go to cut 13, Mr. Producer. It's hard to hear. Hat tip rumble. Cut 13, Go.
1: I'm here today to talk about uh, the flood and the recovery from the flood.
0: Reporter says, What is your reaction to the FBI raid yesterday at Mar a Largo? McConnell says, I'm here today to talk about the flood and the recovery from the flood. We have got to demand that Mitch McConnell be removed as the Republican leader in the Senate, ladies and gentlemen or no matter the results of the election, no matter how big they might be for the Republicans, I say might. This man is the obstacle. This man is the obstacle. He answers to the Bushes. He answers to the Cheneys. He answers to them. More on him when I return. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk.
1: He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from, from the Underground Command Post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America.
0: Mark Levin here. Our number, 877 381 877 381 Let me put a fine point on something. If this is as I am suggesting, it is even worse than we initially discussed at some length. That is, if it's really not about documents, but it's about finding whatever they can on President Trump, understand. That means that the Biden Justice Department, the Biden There's at least two U.S. attorneys' offices that need to be involved in this, with the lead U.S. attorney in Washington, D.C., who's doing the January 6th activity. That they are on a mission to find something, if they can, against Donald Trump that fits into one of these criminal statutes, where they can make a colorable charge against the former president of the United States, and unleashing all of this, 90 days prior to the midterm elections, and before they knew he was on the precipice of announcing his candidacy, it was likely to try and influence the politics in this country. That's what's going on here. That's the problem when you are criminalizing, criminalizing, Politics. It's pretty damn amazing. And I'm trying to exp- explain as best as I know how that, regardless of their pretext, this is an outrageous Stalinist move for which there's no justification. And the fact that a local, federal, magistrate judge with a seedy past in my opinion has signed off on the warrant in South Florida is of no consequence to me they show no respect to the Constitution on the Supreme Court I have no respect for their district judges either, none none and this is why they won't release the warrant. That is the government. And Harold Ford Jr., who I like, kept repeating on the five, well, why doesn't Trump release it? Why doesn't Trump release it? Because he read that somewhere because the left is saying that. Why doesn't Trump release it? Why, well, among other things, it could have classified or references to classified information in there, which would be a violation of the Espionage Act. Well, why doesn't he go into court and ask for its release? Why not? Because these things are loaded up often. By the government with their view that it's probable that there's information at mar a or there's information at the Kennedy compound or there's information in Rehoboth that it binds the state or whatever, they could say with A B C and we need to go check it out. And we need to have a warrant here. We need to move fast because we're afraid that, that the information will be destroyed. Now, that should enrage you even more. That should enrage you even more. Because they are literally on a witch hunt, a fishing expedition, looking for any criminal statute they can to use against a former president, who may be seeking to be the next president, and may be running against the very administration that is conducting the criminal investigation. Am I making myself clear, Mr. Producer? Now, in the face of all this, we have a Republican leader in the Senate who never shuts the hell up about anything except when it comes to actually being a principled leader. You even have Governor Larry Hogan of Maryland, to his credit, who issued a statement today, Gravely concerned about what the department has done. Almost every candidate thinking about running for president in the Republican primary has done the same, except Chris Christie, who's a fat slob, a moron, and he always has been. Our friends at Breitbart, Senator Mitch McConnell has remained silent. You heard what he said. I played it for you. On the FBI raid of former President Donald Trump's estate at Mar-a-Lago, he did not respond to Breitbart News' request for comment on the shocking incident, nor has he released a public statement about the historic raid at the time of publication. And you know I called him out first, right here last night. The GOP leader has not commented or demonstrated concern about his historic this historic president at a time when Trump mounted a comeback campaign against President Joe Biden in 2024. Three Republican senators in leadership positions have issued public statements. Barrasso, Rick Scott, and Ernst. Thune hasn't said a damn thing. Cornyn hasn't said... These guys are disgusting. They really are so pathetic. I think we used to call guys like this panty wastes. You ever hear that phrase, Mr. Medusa? When Republicans retake the majority... There will be a thorough and aggressive investigation in the FBI's raid of Mar-a-Largo. Not if McConnell is the, uh, is the Republican leader. There needs to be a revolt among the Senate Republicans to throw his sorry old ass out of office. Monday evening, Trump broke the news, as you know. And uh, Kevin McCarthy has said some very, very important things. He wants to create some kind of an investigative committee. You might say, well, is that what they're going to do? Well, what the hell else does Congress do? What they really ought to do is, and I've said this, and I'm going to say it again, do what the Democrats do. Say we're going to impeach Biden and Mukasey, excuse me, and uh, Garland, and the U.S. attorney, that fraud. And we're going to do that. And then we'll look for the reasons, just like an FBI warrant. Why not? So he has said nothing. In fact, he was asked directly today, and he took a pass. But most serious Republicans have spoken up. But look at the media. You've got this sickening Joe Scarborough who constantly looks like he's constipated. Constantly. Constantly. But let's listen to this. Nancy Pelosi on the Morning Schmo Show. Cut one. Go.
4: All I know about that is what is in the public domain. Uh, I was surprised that it flashed on my phone last evening. So I don't really have too much to say except that uh, to have a, a, a visit like that, you need a warrant. To have a warrant, you need justification. And uh, that says that no Now, of course, if
0: this were a Democrat ex-president or president, she'd be trashing the judge she'd be trashing the judge go ahead
4: a president or a former president of the United States, but that, all of this will, I'm sure, be made known to us uh, over time. But I have no knowledge of it. I do know uh, that there has been ch- chatter, or what more than chatter, about the presidential president's documents and how they must be preserved for history. And uh, mm. we'll tell me, have
0: one. your stock trades been preserved for history? Have you preserved your texts, your emails? All documents, so when the Republicans, if the Republicans take the House, uh, you'll be prepared to provide those or be held in contempt and hopefully prosecuted and wind up in jail with, with a woman named Bertha. Chuck Schumer, cut two, go.
5: Yeah, well, I know nothing about it other than what I've read, like everybody else, so I think it's wise for me to withhold comment until we learn more.
2: I appreciate that. I do
4: have to tell you that this one of your... This is a
0: Rachel Madcow. She's very excited. Go ahead.
4: Not colleagues, but another congressional leader, the uh, House Republican leader, Kevin McCarthy, just made a statement online um, about the FBI search for executing the search warrant at the former president's home. Um, he said when Republicans take back the House, they will conduct immediate oversight of this department, and then he says this, quote, Attorney General Garland, preserve your documents and clear your calendar. Effectively threatening Attorney General Garland uh, in response to the FBI having Oh, so the search-
0: that's a threat to have an oversight hearing, a real oversight. It's a threat. Get out of the way, Republicans. Get out of the way, Constitution and Bill of Rights. Get out of the way, lawyers for you know, people being attacked and accused. Rachel Maddow wants to get to the bottom of this, don't you know? Spewing her fascistic propaganda.
4: Go ahead. I know that you don't want to talk about the substance of the matter at Mar-a-Lago, but I do want to ask your reaction to what Mr. McCarthy has Look, said.
5: Look, I think we don't. none of us know the facts, and any comments are premature.
0: They do not want to create the impression that they know anything. They don't want to create the impression that they know anything. I'll be right back. Right now, every business is trying to nickel and dime you. How much can they squeeze you to offset their increasing costs? It's a mess. That's why I love Pure Talk, my wireless company. And I want it to be your wireless company. Pure Talk drew the line in the sand and said, stop screwing over the American public. So when you sign up with Pure Talk this month, you're going to get their best ever offer. One month free. One month free. You can lock in talk, text, and data on America's most reliable 5G network. For just 30 bucks a month, plus get one month free when you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com and enter code Levin Podcast for this special offer. That's L E V I N Podcast. Need another reason? When you choose Pure Talk, you're choosing to support American jobs. You're choosing to support a company whose CEO is a U.S. veteran. And with Pure Talk's no-risk money-back guarantee, you won't regret it. Go to puretalk.com, select a plan, and enter promo code Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N, podcast, and get one month free. Jamie Raskin, who fancies himself a constitutional scholar, I believe it's the 1934 Russian Constitution written by Stalin. Certainly not our Constitution. He's on this committee. He's been on the impeachment committees. He's a freaky-looking dude. Sits right next to Kingsinger. I don't know what that means, but two freaks. So he's on the morning, Joe. Cut three, go
6: yeah, I mean, the, the great thing about the separation of powers is we knew nothing about that. Uh, I know only what I've been able to see for, you know, the, a couple of minutes uh, this morning on TV. So um, we just we don't know whether that's Now something this guy we- is
0: obsessed with this issue. He only knows from a couple of minutes of TV. So the White House doesn't know. The committee doesn't know. Nobody knows anything. How many of you believe that? Go ahead.
6: Working on or not, and we're, uh, you know, conducting our own independent uh, investigation. And obviously, everybody in America, and speaking as a citizen, uh, we all have. Hey, an speaking
0: insert- as a citizen. Now, let me say this. He and Schiff and Cheney and Kingsinger, just four names I can remember on this stupid-ass committee, they've been pushing for this For months. And now they know nothing. We know nothing. They know nothing. They've been pushing for this for months. The criminalization of challenges to the 2020 election. They've been pushing this for months. Now all of a sudden they're deaf, dumb, and blind. All of a sudden they're Helen Keller. Sorry, I'm not buying it.
6: Go ahead in the country and respect for the rule of law and uh, resistance to the lawlessness that seems to be, um, you know. He just talked
0: about separation of powers, didn't he? Now he's talking about lawlessness and crimes and all that stuff like he's been before. They want respect for the rule of law. Respect, they say, for the rule of law. Really? This jerk was one of those who objected to the count of the electors when it was involved a Republican, a president. But they never get any questions. Why? Because he's on the morning schmo and the morning schmo. Is a a bleeding hemorrhoid.
6: Go ahead now. And I, I would hope that everybody would respect the rule of law in the country.
0: Yeah, well, everybody doesn't respect the rule of law in the country starting with the Biden crime family, starting with the Department of Injustice and the war on parents and everybody else, starting with the U.S. Attorney, another Democrat hack in Washington, D.C., they're concerned about the rule of law. They're concerned about the rule of law. So they keep using the rule of law to attack the rule of law. I didn't invent that phrase. Bastiat did, the real Bastiat who was a favorite of Ronald Reagan's, as a matter of fact. And then there's Tim Kaine, former attorney general of Virginia, former governor of Virginia, senator from Virginia, just an overall freak. Cut four, go.
7: Well, obviously, it's it's unprecedented. Um, I can't think of a, of a similar instance, and it would only happen that warrant if a judge heard um, prosecutors and investigators put down a proffer of evidence. Oh,
0: I see. So this is a judge we respect. The judge would only do this, you see. The judge would only do this if there was a reason to do this. If there was a reason to do this. Otherwise, why would this judge do this? It's only Supreme Court justices we don't like. Our friends at the Free Beacon, they do a great job. Judge who signed Trump warrant, repped Democrat lawmaker accused of putting mistress on payroll. So in addition to being part of the Epstein defense team, federal magistrate (laughs) judge who signed the warrant authorizing the FBI raid on former President Trump's Mar-a-Lago residence is a former criminal defense attorney who represented a former Democratic congressman investigated by the Bureau for putting his mistress on his congressional payroll, government records indicate that Judge Bruce Reinhart, Reinhart, one of the three federal magistrates in West Palm Beach, signed the unprecedented warrant targeting Trump, who denounced it, of course. As a criminal defense attorney, Reinhart represented Democratic Congressman Tim Mahoney a Florida lawmaker who ran on a platform of faith, family, personal responsibility, I think he knew Swalwell, while carrying on a series of extramarital affairs. Mahoney subsequently came under FBI investigation for hiring one of his mistresses to work in his congressional office before putting her on his campaign payroll. Prior to becoming a judge in 2018, Reinhardt spent 12 years as an assistant U.S. attorney for the Southern District of Florida, the office tasked with investigating the pedophile Jeffrey Epstein for sex trafficking in 05. The federal case against Epstein ultimately went nowhere thanks to controversial non-prosecution agreement Epstein's lawyers negotiated with the U.S. Attorney's Office. And while the terms of that deal were being finalized in late 2007, Reinhardt opened a limited liability company in Florida listed at the same address used by Epstein's lead attorney, Jake Goldberger, Reinhardt, resigned from the U.S. Attorney's Office on January 1, 08. Epstein hired him the very next day. Reinhardt would go on to represent Epstein's pilot, scheduler, alleged sex slave, all of whom received immunity from federal prosecution. Reinhardt, excuse my German, went on to serve 10 years in private practice where he specialized in white-collar crime. Anyway... He uh so he represents this this member of the house who was another sleaze ball. So he represents this sex trafficker Epstein, he represents this sex fiend the congressman apparently allegedly using money, public monies uh for a mistress on the payroll. And now apparently he signed this warrant. You know they had to have something on Trump or this fabulous judge, this upstanding judge, unlike half of the Supreme Court, he wouldn't have signed that warrant. Now, would he have, ladies and gentlemen? Right now, every business is trying to nickel and dime you. How much can they squeeze you to offset their increasing costs? It's a mess. That's why I love Pure Talk, my wireless company, and I want it to be your wireless company. Pure Talk drew the line in the sand and said, stop screwing over the American public. So when you sign up with Pure Talk this month, you're going to get their best ever offer one month free, one month free. You can lock in talk, text and data on America's most reliable 5G network. For just 30 bucks a month, plus get one month free when you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com and enter code Levin Podcast for this special offer. That's L E V I N Podcast. Need another reason? When you choose Pure Talk, you're choosing to support American jobs. You're choosing to support a company whose CEO is a U.S. veteran. And with Pure Talk's no-risk money-back guarantee, you won't regret it. Go to puretalk.com, select a plan, and enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N, podcast, and get one month free.
3: When Mark Levin speaks, the
1: backbenchers take notes. Call in now,
0: 877-381-3811. You see, if we were Democrats, we would be like their mobsters and militia. We'd be marching on this judge's home, right, Mr. Producer? we put it out for the whole world to know. Oh, my God, the January 6s are back. Excuse me? They just put out the summer addresses of the justices, the conservatives that they're going after. Unbelievable. It really is. I want you to listen to this. Which cut is it, Mr. Producer? Chuck Schumer continuing with Mad Cow. Cut 23, go. Go.
5: I think they're going to pay a price for this in the election. I think Democrats should use it as an issue, that the rule of law, the protection of democracy is a key issue here, and we better watch out if we give Republicans power in either the House or the Senate.
0: So there you go. It's all political. Democrats use this as an issue. Watch out. Watch out for what? These are the guys that are trigger happy. These are the guys abusing power. These are the guys using the FBI and prosecutors and intelligence agencies and phony dossiers. These are the guys bringing lawsuits to change the election laws, forcing Republicans and conservatives to fight back after the fact. These are the guys who are lawless. It's amazing. So Chuck Schumer is saying, ladies and gentlemen, the Democrats should use this raid on Trump's home as a political issue to raise money and to get votes. You just heard him. And in case you didn't, let me do this one more time. Go.
5: I think they're going to pay a price for this in the election. I think Democrats should use it as an issue, that the rule of law, the protection of democracy is a key issue here. And we better watch out if we give Republicans power in either the House or the Senate.
0: Better watch out. They might protect the Supreme Court. They might secure the border. If we can get rid of McConnell, they might actually have some fiscal sanity. Oh, yes, they might defend the cops. I'm talking about local cops. There's a big difference between local cops and what we're seeing out of the FBI. There truly is. Maggie Haberman on CNN yesterday. She writes for the New York Slimes, and she's on the Constipated News Network, two of the worst poisonous, cancerous platforms in America. She works for a newspaper that promoted Stalin and the Third Reich and Castro, and she's proud of it. Because she's an ignoramus. That's what she is. She's a spinner. Cut seven, go.
2: When you look at this in the
4: view of sort of 30,000 feet and history, Maggie, I'll start with you. How big of a moment is this? Is this a moment we are all going to remember yes we're all going to remember being together on this night because this is a night where you are going to remember where you were even if this doesn't end up ultimately leading to you know where where trump's uh critics and political opponents um and i don't mean in the white house but i mean democrats um some democrats hope it would go uh it's still a remarkable moment we we have seen six years of norms shattered um of of ongoing investigations of a sitting president um that he made more extensive by the fact that he kept trying to get his arms around the Mueller investigation. We saw what? not whoa, one. Whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. What are you
4: talking about?
0: Get his arms around the Mueller investigation? How do they get nitwits like this in these positions? Go ahead.
4: Um, then we have had the January 6th investigations, and yet none of that led to this point until now. She I doesn't do want... talk
0: about the rule of law, due process, the Constitution. It's all from the perspective of a Trump hater. Go ahead.
4: Raised this yet. We've talked about sort of the confines of this investigation. But I do wonder, would we be seeing this? Would there be a willingness to go forward the same way? Again, absent knowing what they're looking for, had January 6th not happened?
0: Well, I don't know why that's such a spectacular point. Because it's not. Okay. Then we have this. Ben Collins. Now, these are news people, so called. NBC News Senior Report on MSNBC today. Cut eight, go.
4: Ben, so there's been a lot of violent chatter online. How would you compare this? uh, Hold on, on, hold on, hold on,
0: on, 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 hold on. Ben, there's been a lot of violent chatter online. she talking about the protesters after the Dobbs decision. What is she talking about? she talking about the rates of murder in our cities and our streets. Well, they had a five-minute period in Philadelphia where, like, six people were shot, Mr. Madison. You know what they're calling it now? Kiladelphia. It's that bad. Start from the top. Cut, it. go.
4: Ben, so there's been a lot of violent chatter online. How would you compare this uh, after this broke to what was happening around January 6th?
8: It's definitely the worst it's been since January 6th. Uh, there, were, there was a time after January 6th where these people retreated into their holes. They were afraid of the feds. That is not the case at all anymore.
0: People were uh, retreated to their holes, upset about the feds. You never hear them talking about the left this way, ever. They'd never talk about Black Lives Matter this way. They'd be called racist. they never talk about Antifa this way, never. Go ahead.
8: Telegrams like uh, America First, Groiper telegrams, which is uh, basically an, ex- an extremist white nationalist movement, and also uh, Proud Boys telegrams. They are uh, talking about the Civil War and how it's imminent. Do you even
0: watch your own network? Do you even listen to Joy Reid? Do you even listen to Tiffany Cross? Do you even listen to this guy they bring on from the nation? Do you ever listen to them? And their rhetoric? And their racism. And I would argue they're violent propaganda. You ever listen to them? On your own network. Pretty damn shocking.
8: Go ahead. Happening right now in these spaces, they are... Uh, gearing up for something big. The only solace I have to offer anyone is that they don't have clear plans yet. These people don't have a clear date. There is no January 6th thing to circle on a calendar. So, in
0: other words, those of us who have nothing to do with these groups, who are furious about what's taking place, you're now lumped in with these groups. Now, of course, it is they who are conducting these lawless events against the former president. It is they who are trying to take out the Republicans. It is they who are bringing actions against Republican legislatures. It is they who bring action against states that take a different view from them on abortion. It is they who are threatening the independence of the Supreme Court. It is they who are threatening Supreme Court justices. It is they who manage cities into the hellholes that they've become with lawlessness and murder and rape and other violent acts. It is them. And their mouthpieces in
8: the media. Go ahead. In person who is uh, barking out directions like it was happening in the days and weeks before January 6th. But the violent rhetoric is uh, more violent and louder than ever. Mm.
0: The violent rhetoric is more violent and louder than ever. Mm hmm. Clint Watts, former FBI special agent. This guy sold out a long time ago to his uh, MSNBC masters. He's a real grifter. And that's just my opinion. Former FBI special agent. Nothing wrong with this. In fact, there's something wrong with the Republicans who are daring to raise questions about it, you see. And everything links back to January January 6th. They have got to have their January 6th. January 6th for the Democrats is more important than any other day on the calendar. More important than any other day on the calendar. That's their national holiday. Cut nine, go. I think a, the more dangerous trend, which really goes to what uh, Ben was talking about, is the demonization of law enforcement over the years. It, it's a little bit odd. To we watch haven't that. demonized law enforcement. We love the local cops in those cities. That's what you jackasses do. Clint Watts on MSNBC. Have you ever watched your network? What a damn fool. We've condemned the FBI for the corrupt, corruption that we've seen. That's evident. Evident, right in front of our face. But you can't do that. Ladies and gentlemen, get out of the way. Get out of the way. They're on a mission. You're not allowed to object. You know, the funny thing is, we control none of the culture. Zero. Zero. We don't control big tech, the The left-wing oligarchs do. So it's people who are not radical and extreme, but are conservatives or have different views. They're the ones who are having their speech denied. It is they. None of these television shows mention any of these radical, violent Marxist groups in this country ever. They never criticize the violent rhetoric of a Chuck Schumer or Nancy Pelosi or anybody else. Go ahead.
1: Pro-law enforcement at the same point talking about attacking law enforcement. FBI is part of law enforcement.
0: Hey, wait, wait, wait. So uh, they're, they're attacking law enforcement, claim to be pro-law enforcement. There's a difference. I guess Clint doesn't know it. Maybe he wasn't such a special, special agent after all. We defend local law enforcement. It's clear that much of the FBI has been corrupted. It's beyond question. Now they bring in James Clapper, the former director of national intelligence, who, in my view, should be doing time in an orange jumpsuit. Jumpsuit because of his false testimony. Cut, 10, go.
1: On its face, uh, you know, the, any, any documents generated during the presidency are actually the property of the government, or more specifically, the people. And if... They are, happen to be classified. Then that actually compounds the importance of securing these documents because they could range from intelligence to the nuclear command and control. Who knows? Having said all that, uh, I uh, agree with uh, uh, speakers in a in a previous segment that there has to be something more than just um, the presence of. A there classified. is. I
0: think I figured it out. think i figured it out this was going effectively through the back door to grab as much as they could because they have nothing on january 6th and they want january 6th i'll be right back right now every business is trying to nickel and dime you How much can they squeeze you to offset their increasing costs? It's a mess. That's why I love Pure Talk, my wireless company, and I want it to be your wireless company. Pure Talk drew the line in the sand and said, stop screwing over the American public. So when you sign up with Pure Talk this month, you're going to get their best ever offer one month free. One month free. You can lock in talk, text, and data on America's most reliable 5G network. For just 30 bucks a month, plus get one month free when you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com and enter code Levin Podcast for this special offer. That's L E V I N Podcast. Need another reason? When you choose Pure Talk, you're choosing to support American jobs. You're choosing to support a company whose CEO is a U.S. veteran. And with Pure Talk's no risk money back guarantee, you won't regret it. Go to puretalk.com, select a plan, and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST, that's Levin Podcast. That's L E V I N Podcast. And get one month free. Unbelievable what's going on in this country. I'll be on Hannity tonight around 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time if I can control my, uh, my fury. Well, GOP locked and loaded 500 preservation letters sent for investigations. As you know, I've been pushing this hard. Daniel Chayton, the deputy news editor, armed with subpoena power if they win the House in November. My God, ladies and gentlemen, this should be really firing you up. Republicans are ready for a full-court press of investigations, as evidenced by House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, sharing just how far-reaching their preparations are in the months leading up to the midterm elections. You don't get any of this out of the Republican leadership in the Senate. None. That's why they may not win the Senate. It's not because of candidates Trump chose. That's the spin. No. It's because Mitch McConnell is not a leader other than when it comes to his own position. He got beaten by, of all people, dim-witted Joe Manchin, and it cost us over $700 billion in taxes and regulations and deficit spending. And now he doesn't even open his mouth when it comes to the war on Trump. More than 500 preservation letters have already been sent to various agencies and individuals demanding that they not destroy certain documents and data in anticipation of a GOP takeover, McCarthy declared when speaking with the New York Post. We've done the combination of all the different committees sending it already. We've been clear that we want of what we want and what we want to see, McCarthy said uh, last month, per a Politico reporter who noted the key areas of investigation include the origins of COVID-19, the Department of Justice allegedly going after parents at school board meetings, the withdrawal from Afghanistan, and the list goes on and on. And of course, they want to look at Hunter Biden's foreign business dealings and his father while he was vice President of the United States, and what is they going to do in the Senate? This is why they may not win in the Senate. Nobody knows what they're going to do. We don't like McConnell and the rest of the fools over there. I'll be right back.) Let me see how I can put this. Going online without ExpressVPN is like leaving your kids with the nearest stranger while using the restroom. That's not a good idea. Most of the time, it's probably fine, but you never truly know who you're trusting. Why would you ever risk it? That's why you need to be using ExpressVPN. Every time you connect to an unencrypted network in cafes, hotels, airports, basically any network that's not your own, your online data is not secured. Any hacker on the same network can gain access to and steal your personal data, passwords, financial details, you name it. ExpressVPN creates a secure encrypted funnel between your device and the Internet so that hackers cannot steal your data hackers can make some serious cash selling personal information on the dark web but expressvpn has made it easier than ever to keep your information safe just fire up the app click one button and you're instantly protected secure your online data today at expressvpn.com rewind and get three extra months free that's expressvpn.com rewind expressvpn.com rewind 8773813811 you know i've spent untold hours days weeks months years studying our history studying the ancients studying various philosophers writing I look back on these books that I wrote that many of you have read. Men in Black. About the Supreme Court and our judiciary. Liberty and Tyranny. Meritopia The Liberty Amendments. Plunder and Deceit. Rediscovering Americanism and the Tyranny of Progressivism. Unfreedom of the Press. And American Marxism. In every one of these books, I have attempted to use reason, facts, history, knowledge, my own experience and that of others, citations, to warn the country and our fellow countrymen. What is happening and what will happen if we abandon this greatest of all countries in the history of mankind? And that's where we are. That's why I am furious and you are furious. That's why we've had enough. The destruction of our history, the rewriting of our history, the destruction of our founders and our forefathers, the enshrining of racism and bigotry, The war on individual liberty. The war on the market system. Open borders. The destruction of citizenship. Taxation without representation. When they pass bills that we don't get to read, it's taxation without representation. The... The war against our institutions, whether it's the traditional family, traditional faiths, the American culture, reading, writing, and arithmetic, higher education, entertainment, sports, all being bastardized, all being poisoned. The prosperity of this country under attack. There's nothing that's safe anymore. Including us, we as a people. Nothing. So, I sit here and I think to myself, what do we do now? What do we do now? I really do rack my brain to figure out what do we do now? And I go back to the same thing. We are a massive number of people. We are not in the minority. But the minority, and by minority I don't mean race, I mean ideologues, but the minority controls our fate. The minority controls how we live. Our air, our water. The minority controls what laws we live by. The minority controls our courts. The minority controls our news. The minority controls the teaching profession. The various Hollywood studios. We have got to rely on the tens of millions of us who believe in freedom who believe in unalienable rights, who believe in America. We have got to speak to each other. We have got to organize. We have got to communicate. We have got to take these bastards on in every corner of our culture and society. Whether it's going to school board meetings or fighting in Republican and and even in Democrat primaries. We have got to acknowledge and accept once and for all that there are about a third of this population that controls the Democrat Party and that the Democrat Party exists to destroy America. Didn't just start. The Civil War, slavery, segregation We have got to think smarter. We've got to think more broadly. We've got to think strategically. And from that will flow tactical thinking. Violence, like those who stormed the Capitol on January 6th, was a massive setback. You might say, well, look at the summer of 2020. Well, that's what they do. But that's not what we do. I'm not talking about the protesters on January 6th. You know who I'm talking about. Attacking cops. That wasn't us anyway. It was these nut jobs. But all that aside. First we have to accept the fact. That we're in the majority. That God is with us. That our cause is righteous, like liberty-loving people everywhere, their cause is always righteous. That we seek to protect our way of life, our families, our property, our opportunities, and that we've got to be activists in one form or another. We have got to be activists. I am proud when I see phrases I've been using like Marxism or Soviet-style tactics or phrases of that kind and arguments that I make. I joke about the backbenchers, but I'm, I'm really proud of them. And I'm proud to see people, whether it's my colleagues on TV or colleagues in radio, embracing these things. Embracing them. And millions and millions of you embracing them. We're very lucky in a sense. The world didn't begin today, it began a long time ago. So we can learn from experience in history. They reject it, we can learn from it. And among other things, we learn from experience in history that these forces that we oppose will destroy this country. They will destroy this country. They seek to rule us even when they lose elections. Through the bureaucracy and the courts and now through their the rule of force, if you will. They seek to threaten our leaders. That's exactly what's going on right now. Like the third world like China, Russia they're taking <coughs> they're trying to take down Trump because as i've said over and over again Trump does not fit in to their idea of how to rule us. Trump loves his country and he loves the American people. Does Nancy Pelosi, does Chuck Schumer, and how do they demonstrate it? Does AOC, do the media who keep calling everybody white racists and bring on the the most cancerous and poisonous individuals imaginable to say the things that they say? The corporations that provide these platforms, do they love us? The corporations that do business with communist China, our enemy, that wants to destroy us. The organizations in America, these Marxist organizations that hate America, that hate Israel. That insist on open borders. I write, I speak, and I'm not giving up. So you know what I'm going to do? More of it. There have been efforts, and one day I will lay it all out for you. To silence me. By friend and foe alike. You heard that correct. Now these left-wing groups, like Media Matters and Media, they'll run with that headline, they should. But there have been. I won't let it happen. I won't let it happen. Too many of you come up to me, whether I'm in a diner, or parking my car, or wherever I am. Walmart. Oh, does he go to- Yes, I do. The gas station. I'm actually a very humble person. Very humble person. That's what my parents taught me. I cannot give up and I'm not going to give up. You know, patriots in the past didn't give up. Besides, what would this country look out look like without us, our children and grandchildren, what are they going to inherit? As things go right now, many of them are going to be called racists, many of them are going to be discriminated against regardless of color if they just hold a viewpoint that isn't the majority viewpoint in Washington D.C. or in the bureaucracy or among the teachers unions you see what they've done to Donald Trump Donald Trump is not an ideologue, but he doesn't talk act the way that they insist a guy like Mitch McConnell the Democrats love Mitch McConnell he's worthless they love the editorial page of the Wall Street Journal it's worthless Decades ago, the editorial page of the Wall Street Journal took the position that our Constitution should be amended with five words. Thou shall have open borders. Did you know that? I talked about this some ten years ago or so. They're always wrong about so many things. Now they're going after Donald Trump's taxes. He's not even president anymore. The court. First book, Men in Black about the court system. You know, for most for most of this century in the last century, the courts were run by the left. They fundamentally altered our constitutional system. But anyway, I just wanted to speak to you from the heart because I... This is my career. This is what I do. This is what I do. I don't break a sweat as an electrician or a plumber or a handyman. The men and women who pave roads and build buildings and fix roofs and cut lawns, to work at restaurants, run restaurants. I see all the hardworking men and women in this country, and I am so damn grateful. My mother and father, they worked with their hands. They worked with their backs. They didn't ask for anything. And they came from nothing. Absolutely nothing. You know, I'll tell you something. This will sound egomaniacal. I don't mean it that way. It's really a reflection of my father. A couple of years before he passed away, he did a lot of thinking. He didn't have a master's degree or a PhD. He didn't finish college, I learned later. He was embarrassed by it, he didn't tell me. Very interested in painting, and he wrote books. But he wrote the kind of books, he went to the Library of Congress, he studied things, he wrote about them and so forth. And he said something to me. He said, I know why I didn't die in World War II. Did I ever tell you this, Mr. Producer? I said, why, Dad? So I could have you. I said, what? God wanted me to have you. Your mother and me. I'll be right back. Mark in. My friends, our world is connected more than ever. Now, what does that mean? It means that we're affected by things happening on the other side of the world, like wars, like pestilence, and, of course, in our own country, the turmoil. Now, this could all mean danger to our economy, but smart investors are using this as an opportunity to buy gold. Gold is at an all-time high, and I believe it's going to go higher. That's why I want you to call my friends at Advantage Gold. They're a five-star company that I personally trust with my gold purchases. Call them today at 800 for a 100% free gold investment guide to show you how you could use gold and silver to help turn global chaos into financial opportunity. That's 800 Plus, tell them I sent you, and they'll give you a special Mark Levin discount worth up to $1,300 if you qualify. Call Advantage Gold today, 800 Tell them Mark Levin sent you. Performance may vary past performance. It's not necessarily indicative of future results. You should always consult your financial and tax professionals. Liz Cheney. Apparently, Liz Cheney doesn't just hate Donald Trump, she also hates Ron DeSantis. Our friends at Right Scoop point this out. Cheney suggested she was animated as much by Trumpianism, Trumpism as by Mr. Trump himself. She could support a Republican for president in 2024, she said, but her red line is a refusal to state clearly that Trump lost a legitimate election in 2020. Asked if the ranks of off-limit candidates included Governor DeSantis of Florida, who many Republicans have latched onto as a Trump alternative, Cheney said, I would find it very difficult to support Mr. DeSantis in a general election. I think he has lined himself up almost entirely with Donald Trump, and I think that's very dangerous. Liz Cheney is an unhinged, self-righteous, narcissistic whack job who has contributed nothing to this country. Zippo. She's lived off this country. She's lived off her name. She has contributed nothing nothing to this country. She is a spoiled, lousy, phony public official. I'll be right back.
4: Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.
1: The establishment's worst nightmare. Mark
0: Levin. Call
1: in now. 877-381-3811.
0: I would like to know from the media who celebrate this, what would be a justification for doing what was done to Donald Trump here? What would be the justification? They haven't done this to any ex-president before for any reason, whether they took documents home, which most have. So what would be their justification? I can't think of any, any legitimate justification for what took place here, not one. That's why the Department of Justice isn't speaking. So I'm trying to figure out, for those who think this is just fantastic, the Andrea Mitchells of the world and the other buffoons out there, what exactly is fantastic? That the FBI was unleashed against Trump's home? That they got a warrant? And what is it that justifies this? You're so happy about this, you say, equal under the law. Now, if we find out that it's not justified, as Charles Cook points out at National Review, then what? Then what? Now, there's never been a search warrant like this in American history. In American history. As Charles Cook points out on CNN this morning, George Conway, reprobate, said they've crossed the Rubicon here, not even Richard Nixon's house in San Clemente was searched by the FBI, as far as I know. Then he said, you have to conclude there's something behind the curtain that would surprise us. Well, he said something accurate. On Twitter last night, David Axelrod said, one thing is very clear, Garland would not have authorized this raid and no federal judge would have signed off on it if there weren't significant evidence to warrant it. Well, why is that? Why, because they're not on the Supreme Court, so we can trust them? What if that's not true? Cross the Rubicon, that's language I've used. What if there's nothing behind the curtain? Then what? Cook says, I want to hear their thoughts. Axelrod says Garland would not have authorized this raid and no federal judge would have signed off on it. If there weren't significant evidence to warrant it. Okay, but what if they did? I'd like to know what Axelrod thinks that means. If this was obviously justified, Conway, Axelrod and company we will be able to sit back and say, see, And he says, I'll join them, as I've written before. But what if the FBI crossed the Rubicon without cause? What happens next? Do we just move on as if nothing ever happened? Politico playbook quotes a lawyer on this point. "If They raided his home just to find classified documents he took from the White House. He will be reelected president in 2024, hands down. It will prove... to be the greatest law enforcement mistake in history. Now, he says this is a useful yardstick. It contains a specific and testable definition of unjustified, just classified information. And it contains a prediction. I would like to hear a similar specificity from others who've suggested that the raid must have been justified. What in precise terms does justified mean? What does that look like? And if the raid was unjustified using those terms, then what should happen to the people who enabled it? Should Merrick Garland resign? Should the judge who signed off on the warrant be impeached? Should the FBI be reformed? Should Joe Biden be blamed? What would it say about the federal government? Let's define terms here, he says. He says, I know nothing more about the details than anyone else, but I'll lay out my own views on this as best I can, that the warrant must immediately be made public, That is, the head of the executive branch, Joe Biden, must explain to the country what happened today. That for the raid to be justified, the warrant and the explanation must clearly reveal, A, that there was an urgent need to obtain evidence that pertained to a serious crime, B, that the evidence could not possibly have been obtained by other means or or on another occasion or without a surprise visit, and C, that if the target was not named Donald Trump, a similar operation would have been launched, and I would add, against an ex-president that if this standard is not met, Mark Garland must resign or be impeached as head of the FBI, as as must the head of the FBI, that the FBI must be examined and reformed as a matter of utmost priority. And hot takes from them that omit the crucial then what part of the equation will be next to useless. Will be next to useless. I think he's right on. He said, he's a smart dude, this Charles Cook. Now back to Dizzy Lizzy. This from Tristan Justice. He's a great writer over there at the Federalist. Liz Cheney's husband is partner at a law firm. Ready for this? Representing Hunter Biden. Philip Berry, who is married to Wyoming Representative Liz Cheney, is a partner at the same law firm representing Joe Biden's scandal-risen son, Hunter. Last week, the Daily Mail reached out to Hunter Biden's attorney for comment on a story unearthing new details, the extent to which the younger Biden leveraged the family name for lucrative overseas business ventures. 2014, the paper reported, then-Vice President Biden met with a pair of Chinese energy executives connected to Hunter Biden's foreign business deals. Has the Justice Department secured all these documents when Biden was vice president from the National Archives? Have they asked Joe Biden if he took any documents home. No, they haven't done anything. An attorney named Christopher Clark, who's listed with the firm Latham & Watkins, as partner, responded to the Daily Mail's request for comment, calling the reporter a parasite in an otherwise nonsensical email full of typos. The vice president's 2014 encounter with Chinese energy tycoons marks the 15th such meeting. 15th with businessmen tied to Hunter Biden's financial interests and contradicts Biden's repeated claims of never discussing business with his son or with anyone else, quote-unquote. The first son is currently under federal investigation for money laundering and foreign lobbying. Now, Perry is also listed as a partner with Latham & Watkins on the firm's website, while his wife, Liz Cheney, runs for re-election on an anti-Trump platform ahead of the Wyoming primary next week. Wow. Cheney faces an uphill contest, we know this, against Trump-endorsed and we've endorsed Harriet Hegman. And uh, on Sunday, the New York Times published a profile of the race ahead of the next week week chronicling Cheney's failing campaign. She no longer provides advance notice about her Wyoming travel and not welcome at most county and state Republican events. Has turned her campaign into a series of invite-only house parties. Yes, yeah, she's a man, a woman of the people. you see. what's more puzzling than her schedule is why Cheney, who has raised over thirteen million, most of it from out of state, has not poured more money into the race, especially early on when she had an opportunity to define Ms Hegman. The paper added Miss Cheney had spent roughly half her war chest. As of the start of July, spurring speculation she was saving money for future efforts against Mr. Trump. See, she wants to run for president. And she's got a broad constituency in the media that will support her as the Republican and then destroy her. The Wyoming congressman, likely to lose her seat in the next Congress, has been laying the foundation for a presidential run in 2024. She trashes DeSantis as well. The Cheney family's interest in Hunter Biden avoiding prosecution, however, casts doubt that a Cheney administration would approve a special counsel investigation because her husband is at the law firm that represents Hunter Biden. Oh, Lizzie. Lizzie, you're a product of Washington. Yes, you are. You're a product of Washington, Lizzie. May I call you Lizzy Dizzy Lizzy? You're a product of Washington. I want to say something to Dick Cheney, her father. You put out a commercial for your daughter. And you looked in the camera and you told the people of Wyoming that Donald Trump is a coward. I know Donald Trump served in the military exactly as long as you did. Not at all. My father served in World War II, and Mr. Cheney, you never served. My father was no coward, and he adored Donald Trump. And he would have been repulsed by your daughter and what you've become. And he would have said to the television, watching that clip of yours that's been played outside of Wyoming, Dick Cheney, I never should have supported you. You're the coward. You couldn't handle 10% of what Donald Trump has handled. My father and my mother liked Ted Cruz. But they also liked Donald Trump. My daughter, Lauren... She supported Donald Trump before any of us supported Donald Trump. Our daughter, Lauren. Right, honey? Our daughter, Lauren. So I wanted to make that point. Dick Cheney, my father, would think you're the coward. And he would consider your daughter a backstabbing Benedict Arnold. Just thought you'd want to know. I'll be right back. Mark
7: lovin'. So lately, I've been on a mission to change the way people view their finances and to encourage people to overcome obstacles and adversity. It's just more and more important to me every day. So I've teamed up with the folks at Life Surge, Life Surge is a one-day faith-based event where you'll walk in hungry for success and you'll leave ready to build your resources to leave an impact on others. We're talking faith-fueled finance. Growing resources, crushing obstacles, and then, yeah, using it all for something way bigger than yourself. I'll be joining Life Surge in Cincinnati on Saturday, August 3rd. Joining me in Cincinnati is Nick Vujicic, the man with no arms or legs that speaks about his trials and triumphs, soul surfer and author Bethany Hamilton, Duck Dynasty's Willie Robertson, and author and pastor Craig Groeschel, star of CNBC's The Prophet Marcus Lemonis, and Bethel Music. That's Life Surge Cincinnati on Saturday, August 3rd. Tickets are on sale exclusively at lifesurge.com. I hope to see you there.
0: Don't forget, nine thirty 30 p.m.
7: Just about 35,
0: 40 minutes from now, I'll be on Fox with Hannity. All right, look, I haven't taken a caller in several days. Mr. Producer, find me a really top class Olympic gold medal. Caller, please. Richardson, Texas, our buddy Liddell XM satellite. Go right ahead, please.
3: ML, how you doing big time? You doing all right, brother. Good to hear you again.
0: Good to hear you, my friend.
3: Yes, sir, man. Thanks so much for the wisdom, man. Let's get down to business. We know what happened yesterday. It was a a travesty. Uh, But thank you for your wisdom on taking us behind the veil and and letting us know what's going on from the legal perspective because a lot of the masses don't know what's going on. And what I'm kind of seeing, ML, is that there's a lack of knowledge there and they're preying on the masses, not knowing what's really going on behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. So, man, thank you for... Unpacking that force and making it plain force.
0: Thank you. And I'll tell you what. You ever hear the plain view doctrine and their sub doctrines to it? They took these 15 boxes. They didn't search them there. So they took these boxes and they can go through these documents. And if they happen to find tax returns or they happen to find something they think they could use for the January 6th stuff and all the rest, they can use it. Did you know that?
3: Yes, I did, but my question is, Marcus, why didn't they
0: subpoena? That's exactly right. That's what everybody wants wants to know. You're right. And they better have an explanation for why they didn't subpoena, why they felt this was an emergency situation, that time could not be wasted, why they felt that they had to use force effectively to do what they did. There needs to be a justification, and there needs to be a justification now. And just searching for stuff that might relate to January 6 or searching or grabbing documents that they're still negotiating over, that is not a justification for that warrant. And we have a reason we have every reason to want to know this is a a public event this involves a potential future candidate for president who was the former president of the United States. This is a big damn deal, and it's not good enough for the prosecutors to keep this secret and if you believed. Biden didn't know about this, then uh, people, you got to be smoking something. There's no way.
3: I guess my question, Mark, is why are they so afraid of Donald J. Trump? Why are they afraid of this man?
0: They're afraid of him because he's not afraid of them. They're afraid of him because he's not Mitch McConnell. He's not Mitt Romney. They're afraid of him because he's action-oriented. He loves the country. He's concerned about the direction we're taking. He wants to secure the border. He wants to defend and support the cops. He wants to lower our taxes. He wants us to build up our military even further. He wants to do all those things they are opposed to. And they were hoping for a third term of Obama. He stopped them. Now they have their third term of Obama with Biden. They don't want anyone getting into the way of their Marxist agenda, even though they don't have a final blueprint. They know what they hate and they hate us they hate you and me
3: they do now what can the republicans in the house if they win the house and the senate was have kind of low confidence in what can they do moving forward to curtail what's going on from a they
0: need to these? subpoena tons of individuals tons of records they can't get bashful they need to conduct themselves the way pelosi did so the next democrat speaker because we can't win every election understands that you pull this stuff we use it against you they need to get all her records they need to punish her for what she has done to this country the way she seeks to punish everyone that she opposes thank you for your call my friend you're terrific we will salute our armed forces police officers firefighters emergency personnel our truckers our men and women buddies in ukraine and taiwan And all of you law-abiding, fantastic Americans. God bless you. See you on Hannity in a half hour and see you tomorrow.